This is Will Montgomery, former Washington Redskins center. Yo, what's good, folks? This is Trey Johnson, the headbanger, yo. And you're listening to Mess Hall with Rally Captain and Tailgate Ted. Word. What's going on, Rally? How you doing, man? Ted, man, I'm, I'm, yo, I'm good, man. You know, football is back. Pads, uh, the hearing the crunch. I wasn't there to hear it, but I understand you were there. And I, I hear a little bit of a cold from you. You, you okay, bro? I'm hanging in there, man. I'm hanging in there. I'm uh, fighting through something right now, but glad that I uh, was able to get some medicine for it and just trying to make it through. But, you know, what cures it is uh, a little bit of football. Let's jump into it. Football cures it all. Let's get it. It does, man. It does. I was actually in line at about 6.55 this morning. Right. And oh, wait, 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 wait. You said you said you said a line a at line 6.55? At 6.55, man. And there were some old school fans. Rodney was there. He was behind me. I took a picture of the line, everything else. And there was one guy that was chatting about it. And we we're kind of going back and forth. And I'm barely awake at this time, right? Because I got up at 2.30 in the morning to watch Jeez. the Women's World Cup game. I don't know why I went to sleep. I should have just stayed awake. But I went to bed at like 9 and got up at 2.30 to watch the game. And shocker, it was a soccer game. And guess what the score was? Well, because it's soccer, it tells me it's going to be low. How low was it, brother? <laughs> uh, zero, zero. That's low. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I woke up for nothing. The women's team advanced. If they lost, then they wouldn't have made it to the knockout stage. And I'm a fan of soccer. And, you know, I'm trying to support the U.S., blah, blah, blah. And I'm barely awake because I forgot to have my don't sleep energy this morning. Right. So I'm sitting out here at camp and oh, some man. of the fans. Oh, trust me, it's driving me crazy. I, I had one the second I got back home. But some of the fans were talking about like old school and RFK and what the new stadium needs. And yes, man, we're debating football at 650 in the morning in line in Ashburn. That's how beautiful a day it is right now. I'm still scratching my head at the fact that you said there was a line, man. I mean, I, I can't think of the last time that I was at camp, obviously, besides last week, but there was actually a line. I think the last time I saw a, a line was in Richmond, bro, when it was Fan Appreciation Day in Richmond. And um, the, like the last year that they had it, that's the last time I've seen a line. Fan oh, Appreciation Day is always packed. And I know you didn't make it out on that Saturday and there was no way in the world I was going to make it out on Saturday because I had passes. I was available. Mrs. Tailgate wouldn't have cared, but I did not want to deal with that sea of burgundy and gold out there. You and I are opposite in that. Like I love our fans and the <laughs> fan base, but I'm there to watch practice. I'm not there to take pictures and hang out and chat with people in just 10,000 plus people in Ashburn on a Saturday in a hundred degree heat. Mm. Hats off to Ooh, all those we, diehards, man. Hey, my hat goes off to you too. And if I didn't have to work, I would have been right there, man. I really would have been because you're right. That is what I love to do. I love to be in the middle of our fan base, trying to get them pumped up, taking pictures, kissing babies, signing autographs. I love all that stuff, man. That's That, to me, is what it's all about. And uh, But, hey, man, duty calls, and so you got to take care of who takes care of you first. 
<laughs> well, so, that's why you're the rally captain, though, man. That's because you love being in front of all those people and doing all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy rallying our, our crowd together, our fans together, man. I really do. But you mentioned something about how many hours of sleep did you say you got? Uh, it was maybe two and a half hours of sleep because I've got this cold and I've been coughing all night long and just haven't been feeling too hot. So thank God I got back from practice at about 1245. And the first thing I did when I walked to the door, I didn't bother petting my dog or saying hi to a cat. I just ran right to the fridge for a don't sleep energy because I was dragging today. Well, here's the thing. We know how good it tastes. I don't think our listeners know how good it tastes. And and if by chance you're you're interested in in, in how good don't sleep tastes, BNV Mess Hall is offering a, a 10% discount. So you go to Don't Sleep Energy, put in DMV Mess Hall, you'll get a 10% discount and help them help you stay up. So it works for us. So it works for us. You know it's gonna work for you. And take advantage of that code, that DMV Mestall code, and you'll be happy you did, man. How about this, man? Uh, let's just say the fourth listener that sends us a screenshot of their order, I'll give them two tickets to the Ravens preseason game that Monday night. The you fourth listener. The fourth listener. I don't want to give it to the first person because I feel that's kind yeah. of cheating. Yeah. So the fourth person that's listening that sends us a screenshot of their order, not going onto the website and not hitting submit, their actual order, you get hey. to sit with me for the preseason game. Oh, man. Okay. Well, let me go ahead and order. Hey, can I play? <laughs> no, nah, man. If, you know, it's like employees and friends and family don't qualify. Oh, you know how man. it is, man. Okay. All right. And you well. got better seats than me. What are you talking about? <laughs> so they say. I don't know. You know, some people say they can't stand that that view. So, hey, you know, the, the, the beauty is in the eye of the beholder. That is true. I, I don't mind the end zone view, but I prefer sideline personally. But, hey, to each his own. Yeah. But a couple of things I did see from the sideline and have been hearing about is <laughs> Cam Curl balling out. And oh, that, okay. Oh, yeah. Tell that us, young man. Tell, tell us. Two interceptions so far this camp. And Emmanuel Forbes had another on how this past Saturday. From everything I was hearing, offense didn't do too well on Saturday. And it's kind mm. of a recurring theme. And I'll get into what I saw today. And for those okay. wondering, it's Tuesday, August 1st at 515. But Cam is doing Cam Curl things. I mean, he is playing. He's balling. And all we've been hearing is, at least beforehand, what are they going to do about Cam's contract? Well, Ron was talking about it before. We had to wait till the new ownership group came on board. We're not going to mm -hmm. handle any contract extension, do anything with the players. Well, the new ownership group came on board, what, was it July 20th? I mean, it's a couple of days now. They got some stuff underneath their belt. You would think that this is something that they would tackle. But this is actually what Ron said about a contract extension. Uh, to the point of business as usual, you did say, though, back in somewhere earlier in the spring that things were kind of on hold until the ownership situation mm -hmm. came to be. What's the sort of, I know this all just happened, but where, what's sort of the status now with moving forward with whatever business you had, including extensions possibly for players? Right. Well, the biggest thing is, you know, we've had an opportunity to, to, to meet, you know, myself with, with Mr. Harrison. More so than anything else, we really discussed philosophy, uh, mine and, 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 and what his and the, um, and the ownership group was going to be about supporting us and being there for us. 
um, trying to give us the tools that we need to, to, to go out and play uh, good football and, win, and winning football. Um, that was probably the, the thing that I really appreciated was, was having that conversation and just hearing you know, their commitment to, to, to trying to do the best they can to, to bring back to this area you know, a, a sense of pride uh, in this organization. And, and that was probably one of the really good things that I really appreciated in our first conversation. Um, and then, you know, we plan to have more conversations. We talk about the more uh, intricate things of, of, of our job, and that would be, you know, the, as you mentioned, you know, some of the extensions, some of the titles, um, about players, the future, all that kind of stuff is still conversations that we're, we, we still need to have. I mean, there's still a lot of work to do, um, but obviously the, the, the thing that was stressed to me from, from Mr. Harris and, and some of his other partners was this is about, you know, job one, and that's putting together a winning football team. So are you concerned, because job one's putting together a winning football team, Cam Curl is a top talent in the NFL, and they have not, to my knowledge, and the media asked him about it, I've actually got that clip here in a second, they have not offered him an extension. And yes, he's under contract, so technically they don't need to, but much like Terry, you don't want this young man to hit the open market, because then you're going to get into a bidding war for his services. And we all know how Cam's dad likes to tweet and mm -hmm. put stuff out there saying his son's got to get paid. Are you surprised that the new group being on board for, what is it, 12 days now? They haven't done anything about the contract? Um, yes and no. And I always say that as a fan, we really don't know what's being said behind the scenes. So they realistically could have pulled Cam to the side and said, Hey, we're going to take care of you, but we got to take care of some other things first. They could say that, or maybe they couldn't, or maybe they could have given them the little wink. We all know that little wink that, you know what I mean? So they've got a lot of things to conquer here. And so, and, and a little bit of time to, to get it done. So I'm going to say, and that's just, just me being a rally captain, that something tells me that, that they've talked to him on the side and Hey, just go out and do what you got to do, and we'll take care of you. That's what I feel. I hope that's true. I hope they've mentioned something to him. I mean, you got to kind of wonder, as a player, do you put yourself out there? Because remember, during OTAs and minicamp, he wasn't really doing anything. He was just showing up, being with his teammates, kind of hanging out. But he wasn't actually practicing. So I was curious to see, once you got pads on, once – you know, the reps are live at that point. Is he actually going to be out there? And good news is he is. He's not trying to hold out or do anything crazy like that. And he's, you know, playing and letting his play speak for itself. And he has mm -hmm. two interceptions so far. And Doc Walker talked about this on his show this past weekend. Like, fans shouldn't read too much into interceptions because it's the quarterbacks trying to do things that they wouldn't do in a game. They're trying to fit that ball in there in that window to see if they possibly can. So yeah, to see if it's to see if it could be done, right? If you're seeing them throw a bunch of picks or hearing about it in the media, don't jump off a bridge and start freaking out. The sky's not falling. We want them to throw interceptions now. We don't want mm -hmm. them to throw interceptions when they count during the season. And the defense gets paid too. And I'm just glad to see personally that it's cam that's actually making those plays because i'm hoping it's just more kind of ammo for him to go back and say hey see 
you know, coaches looking at that tape, have his agent pull that clip because the commanders are sharing that video from their social media team of Cam picking those things off. If I'm Cam's agent, I'm sending that video straight back to the GM, back to the Martys and saying, hey, pay my guy. But this is actually what Cam said about his contract. I'm just going to be direct with it. How much do you think about your contract? I'd be thinking about getting picks like I did today. <laughs> Does it? Is that something that's just kind of... At this point, you focus on football, worry about that when it comes up? Type yeah, deal? I'm focused on football. I'm here dinner 12 hours a day, so that's what I'm focused on. Honestly, I ain't got time to think of nothing else. Smart man. Yeah, and I love hearing that from a young man. Yeah. He's just focused on football. Yeah, I, I think I think Duran has laid the blueprint on how to get paid in this organization. Don't pout. Don't, don't hold out. Go out there, ball out and reap your rewards and his reward is coming soon we all know that it is and they'd be a fool not to unless they just feel that that deep in the backfield that they can do it which we know they're not so as i said it's just been 12 days and the other thing is this as you said we've got a under contract but the more film you put out the more people are going to be interested in him if something happens and so what we don't want to do is we don't want to have somebody knocking on the door, even giving him an inclination that he's not needed or, or wanted. Because then you're human. You will start to pout. You will start to do all this type of stuff. But hopefully he doesn't. And he continues to, as he says, concentrate on football because he's got 12 hours to think about it and do it. Well, I mean, we're in that situation right now with Montez Sweat, which is young. They didn't mm -hmm. offer those young men extensions and they didn't take up 50 year options. And now those guys are going to ball out and you can't franchise oh, yeah. tag both of them. So the question is going to be, you know, as a player, you know, Montez, Montez isn't from here. Just comparing him and chase chase is from here. Hometown guy, you know, would you want to play in your hometown? John Allen's playing in his own hometown. Mm -hmm. There's something, there's a dollar amount that you can kind of associate with that. So he might give them a hometown discount. Montez, if I'm Montez and Montez's agent, that young man is going to free agency unless you franchise tag him because defensive ends get paid in the NFL. Sacks sell. So mm -hmm. we've kind of lost our boat there. And they, yes, yeah. they can make an offer that he can't refuse, but now we're going to be bidding against everybody else. And the only reason why I bring that up is I don't want to do that with Cam Curl because he's a seventh round pick and you can afford to pay him now because the contract wouldn't come into effect until next year because it's an extension. And next year, they're going to have, I want to say it's close to maybe close to $80 million free in cap space. So they have the luxury to do it. I would just kind of hope that, you know, a magic come back from your yacht come hang out, you know, whoever, whoever needs to sign a check, man. Like I know the Mubadala opens happening and I know that one of the owners is involved in all that. I'm supposed to go to the tennis tournament tomorrow. The team gave me a couple of tickets, but, Nice. you know, actually, if you want to go, I'll hit you up after this, but you know, let's uh, stop with the tennis for right now and let's focus on the football and let's take care yeah. of some of the stuff and have someone sign that check so we can get this young man locked up. Right. It, it, it'll make him feel better. And, and deep down inside, it'll make the owners and the coaches feel better as well. And the fan base. I don't even think that the fan base really 
would would feel that good or bad, to be honest with you. I, I really don't. I think it, it, when it comes down to it, it's more so on him and how he feels that he's treated, you know, because the fan base, let's face it, we, we don't play. We, we'll say, oh, man, why that, Why didn't they do it? But we go to the next to the next thing, whereas for him, it's deep-seated, bro. He's the one that's putting his body on the line. So that's why I say it's more to him than it is to the fan base. No, he's, he's definitely putting his body on the line. We saw how Joe Burrow went down first day of practice. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. had to take him off on a cart. And thank goodness for their sake, it's nothing serious. But, you know, it, I don't understand how the NFLPA hasn't negotiated this. But football contracts are not fully guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And that's why Lamar Jackson was holding out for the longest time, trying to get that guaranteed contract. And these young men are going out there playing I want to say probably, I'd say out of your major sports, your baseball, basketball, hockey, football, out of the top four sports, football is the most dangerous, the most violent oh, yeah. sport out of all of them. But yet their contracts are not guaranteed. And they need to do something about this during the next collective bargaining agreement because the owners are making money hand over fist. But these mm-hmm. players... They're being used as commodities. This whole running back argument right now, where the running back position is being devalued and what the Colts and Jim Ursay are doing to Jonathan Taylor over there and basically treating him like his garbage, even though he had 1,800 yards for them. I mean, it's just a disservice to these players. And your average NFL career, I want to say, is three years. That's not a long time. No. If you're lucky. Yeah. yeah. If, if, you're, if you're lucky. Hmm. And I'm just, I'm an advocate for the players. I, I, they are doing us a service as fans. And I want to oh, see yeah. the ones that deserve it to be rewarded for it. You know, not the Carson Wentz who made $28 million for nothing, but these guys <laughs> that have never had a true payday. That's why I think a lot of fans fell in love with Terry so much because he was a third round pick, not a first round pick, but he has outperformed a bunch of people that were drafted ahead of him. Oh, you know? yeah. and to me, that's also the same way why people love Cam. You know, a lot of people just, he's just crushed him in performance numbers. Exactly. And he deserves it. So that's, that's the biggest thing. We always talk about, you know, growing up, you do good things, you'll be rewarded for those good things. And so the the time has come for us to reward him or the, not us, but the the team per se, it's time for the team to reward him and, and give him a contract. Yeah, it is, but we're, we're beating this one down. But you do good things, you get rewarded. You do bad things, and unfortunately, karma comes for you, and it usually doesn't work out well. And it's been in the news. If you're not around here, and we've got listeners all over the place, still props to Tim Meek from Indy for joining us on our show last week live from Los Rhino. We've got listeners in Spain, still don't understand how we do, but I'm not going to complain. But if you're not in the DMV, you're probably not hearing all the news about Jamin Davis. So how much have you been caught up on all this? Basically, in a nutshell, this is his uh, third offense, if you will, for, for, for driving fast. Well, when I say third offense, two, this is the second reckless driving, but this is his third, meaning that he was with the Shazer Everett uh, when they were, they were speeding. He wasn't his- with Shays. When they he, were speaking, well, he, he, he was there. He 
he was there. So, so I, okay, you but it happened. Good. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. He 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 was basically there, and so he understands how speed can kill. So literally, and um, it, it's 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 one of those things to where we all were young and dumb. And unfortunately, that's what this is a case of. I, I hate to say it because I was at 24 years old riding my my Suzuki at triple digits. I mean, and I got caught once. I got a reckless driving ticket, uh, and uh, it, it it changed me, and I slowed down. So you would think, though, that after the first one, that you know, you you slow down a little bit, but. Um, going as fast as he was going i mean ted man as I, only i can chalk it up to is 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 young dumb and that's all i'll say about that just young and dumb man yeah and to catch our listeners up that aren't familiar with what's going on jamin davis you know we've talked about him a ton on the show 19th overall pick in the draft in my opinion overdrafted lake lewis mentioned we talked about it with him if you haven't had a chance, go back and check out that pod because we cut the last one up into three, how he got burned by Jared Patterson during practice last week. But, hey, it was just one play. That's fine. But Jamin wasn't at practice on Monday because he was in a Fairfax County. Actually, I think it was a Loudoun County circuit. Loudoun County, yeah. So back on March 28th, 2022, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, not 1 o'clock in the morning, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, he was cited for driving his McLaren 114 miles an hour in a 45 mile an hour zone. So you often hear stories about athletes speeding, but usually it's in the middle of the night because they were out and doing dumb stuff. And, you know, hopefully there aren't as many people around that could get injured. This is one o'clock in the afternoon and he's going triple figures. I got pulled over in high school going, I want to say it was, 80 and a 55 mm -hmm. and yeah i mean i got charged with reckless driving i also got charged with evading arrest because i didn't pull over because i was listening to a bone dogs and harmony song that had a siren going on in the background and i didn't realize <laughs> that there was a cop behind me but that's a story for an in-person pod and don't worry about that and that charge got dropped i didn't get okay. it okay okay jamin pleaded not guilty right so the judge found him guilty he was sentenced to 30 days in jail and fined, and his license was suspended. Well, they had an appeal. They asked for an actual jury trial, and then they decided mm -hmm. not to do that. They did a plea deal with the prosecutor. I had to do the same thing for my reckless driving charge, mm -hmm. right? and they dropped it to improper driving. Improper driving, yes. So they went back on this plea deal and said, you know what, we'll do eight days in jail. The judge threw it out, said, no, I'm not accepting your plea deal. So Jamin now has to go back to court this Thursday. And we'll see what the judge decides to do. And what's so frustrating about this, and you mentioned it earlier, he was previously charged with reckless driving. He was going 89 and a 65 back on December 19th, 2021. You can do that easily. The guy's got a McLaren. Nope. I mean, yeah. you, you accidentally sneeze and you push down on that pedal. Next thing you know, you're going 100. I get that. Mm -hmm. But that was in a 65 mile an hour zone. So they reduced it and didn't throw the book out. But because he did that before, he's now got a track record. 
And just like you said earlier about the whole DeShazer Everett thing, you know, you would think that he would have learned. And it's just such an unfortunate thing where DeShazer lost his fiance to that horrible, tragic accident. And it somewhat, you know, it, it really affected this team. And he was there when that happened. You would have thought that this young man, and this is what Rivera, when he was trying to defend the Jamin pick, he talked about how he was from a military family and how he's kind of, I'm paraphrasing, but a good head on his shoulders and as a leader. But he's making these dumb mistakes. This was just a flat out idiotic mistake that he potentially could go to jail for a, I think I want to say the maximum is a year as a misdemeanor, but they were going to give him 30 days. So I'd right. say, you know, he could potentially go to jail for 30 days was the original finding by the judge. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I have to be honest with you. Um, I've seen plenty of cases in court where what he should have done in all honesty is take the eight days. When you, when you, when you really think about the severity of it and it may not even been eight, back-to-back type of days you know well, he got real all, quick yeah, yeah he the plea deal that he took with the prosecutor was for eight days the judge didn't agree to the sentence the judge said no i'm not letting you do that so he so, wants the judge wants them to do the whole thing then well it sounds we like. don't know if he wants him to do the whole thing but the judge wants him to do more than eight days yeah because he f- probably figures that uh he won't learn especially with the amount of money that he's making, you know, because he will just bat your eye at it and say, "Okay, yeah, whatever, judge." I don't know. But what I was going to say is the good thing about these 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 new jail sentences that they have is, depending on the severity, you don't have to do it all at one stint. You might be able to do a weekend here or a day there or or you know so so there's ways they they can break it up to make it more feasible to, for you um now is the judge a commander's fan <laughs> you, you know that's yeah. that's a, that's a, that's something doesn't else sound that, like it or no, else you want to let him take that plea deal cuz usually when you're talking to the prosecutors and you come to an agreement the judge just says yep okay you guys talked about it fine i'll go with your recommendation but he you said, say, no. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the part where it's, and I had a buddy that got pulled over on the GW Parkway. For those of you that don't know in this area, that's federal land. Mm-hmm. So he got caught going a hundred on the GW Parkway. Park he had police. to go to federal prison on the weekends for, I want to say it was eight months. Wow. They let him work during the week because they didn't want to lose mm-hmm. his job. But yeah. Every weekend, he had to go report, and then he would get let out, so he'd go back to work on Monday and have to go back. So those are the things that Rally's kind of talking about where they can kind of work with you. How concerned are you about this affecting Jamin, the player, that we're expecting to line up and be on that first team D? I think that it's going to affect him in a way that he's going to have to put a barrier in the middle of this football barrier court. If they allow him to be able to, to play, you know, this, this judge may, like we said, throw the book at him and, and uh, rightfully so. I mean, I, 
I'm I'm a fan of of the kid, and and I hope that he 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 does. We all want him to do well, but there's some things that you just can't you can't look past. And so, um, if he has the opportunity to be able to to play football, I'm hoping that that he can switch on and switch off, go to go into football mode, and then worry about jail later after the the switch is off from football. I don't think it's going to happen though, bro. I, I really don't. Um, unless they, unless the judge allows him to, uh, the judge allows him to, to basically after football season. But a lot of times judges don't commute that sentence that long. They, they want you to go ahead and start serving immediately. Um, so the, the good thing is though, from what I've seen in the past, the, a judge will give you a restricted driver's license where you can go to and from work. And, and church services, but that's it, you know? So, so basically he's got to get up in the morning. He's got to drive to, to commander's park, drive home. And if he goes to church or whatever religion he, he practices, he can go to, to worship and that's it. He can't be seen driving. He better not be seen driving. And this is where I think, this is where I think the team should step in and say, Hey, Hey bro, you created this. Here's your, here's your company Uber. That picks you up at XYZ, ZYX. You know what I mean? Well, the NFLPA offers that service to players. That's why it always mm-hmm. drives me crazy when you see players getting pulled over for DUIs and stupid yeah. things like that because they have very discreet services where all they got to do is call this number. And the commanders, they've got a senior director of player development. They, he was with Jamin. He's been there helping him through this process. And Rivera sat down with Jamin to talk about this. Because at first, when I heard about this on the radio, I'm thinking, why are they making a big deal out of this? Mm-hmm. I got pulled over before. You know, I've had interactions with the law, did stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine if I was a millionaire at his age. But then when I heard the details of it, I'm like, oh, okay. The deets. He got the deets. Nikki Javala did a story on the Washington Post. And just, I'm thinking to myself, a 45 mile an hour zone, one o'clock in the afternoon, there's kids walking around, there's families around there, right? And you're going 140 miles an hour. It is a blessing that no one was injured Mm -hmm. and that he did not get hurt or did not hurt someone else. And unfortunately, this is starting to be kind of a, a epidemic in the NFL. Vikings wide receiver, Jordan Addison, he was pulled over going 140 and a 55 just earlier this July in his Lamborghini. I mean, he, is, he, he said he was, he, he said he was trying to get back to his dog. I mean, I've, I've been out way too long at commander's events and Hey, I just had to clean up the mess. My dog made Right. You know, I'm not taking the tailgate van up to three digits. Granted, I think it would probably shake itself apart, <laughs> but you know, it's just, it's not what I'm going to do, but Hollywood Brown got busted with the Cardinals going, mm-hmm. I want to say, let's see here. It's a class three misdemeanor. He got caught going for 85 miles an hour. And I don't know what the actual speed limit was, but my concern is this is a problem in the NFL. The NFL might come down on Jamin because a judge is looking to come down on Jamin. And then at that point, it's going to be what Cody Barton and David Mayo out there instead of Jamin on the field. 
Which brings me to something that, that do you think that they're looking at linebackers now? Or do you think that they're going to be satisfied with what they have? I don't know if you're ever satisfied with what you have. I think you're always looking to bring players mm-hmm. in. They brought in a running back earlier this week. Surprisingly, I know, right? I mean, I no one's nicked up. No one's hurt. All the running backs are there, but they brought a guy in this week. But when I was at a camp today, during the drills, Jamin wasn't playing with the first team. And I'm thinking, is this kind of a, a teaching moment that they're trying to put on him? Or is it more of a reward for the other guys that have been there? Because all day today, I'm watching the first team defense. Jamin was not there with them. And granted, we don't run a ton of two linebacker sets, but when there were two backers out there, it was Barton and Mayo. And Jamin was on the sideline. And I think that's because you have to prepare for the worst. And why he he understands the defense hadn't changed. He understands his role, what he needs to do. But if by chance he can't be there, who's going to be able to step in? So we need to get this Mayo, these first team reps. We need to we need to get somebody else, some first team reps to see who who can step in just in case if we need to do this. Because man, for everything that I've seen, Ted, it doesn't look good, man. It, it really doesn't. And like I said, I don't know how stringent the judge is going to be if he's going to say this must be served now or are they going to let him play out? So get somebody in right now who can learn the plays, learn what you need them to do, and and be prepared for the worst. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with them giving other players reps in that spot. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's also not about the physical. It's It's the mental. How much is this hanging in his head right now? Because – you heard Cam talk about his contract. He's not even focusing on it. He's just focusing on football. How much can Jamin truly focus on football and X's and O's and where he's supposed to be when he knows he's got to go to court on Thursday? Today was the first full day of pads, right? Yeah. And to me, in my mind, and granted, you know, I'm not a football player. You know, I, I tried to play one and say the Holiday Inn once, but it didn't work out. But knowing you got to go to court and that judge said, uh-uh, no, you're playing by my rules, not the ones that you tried to make up. I, I'd be not thinking about, uh-oh, am I supposed to go follow Antonio Gibson out of the backfield right now? I'd be kind of worried about, uh-oh, I don't want to drop the soap. Oh, no, not drop the soap. It, it, it's the county ain't that bad. <laughs> well, 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 getting back to what you said about Cam Crow, let's, ba- let's face it. Cam is answering the questions textbook style the way he's supposed to answer them. But in the back of his mind, he's worried about his contract. I, I don't care what anybody says. It's just, it's just something that you worry about until you get compensated for it. So, uh, and, and Jamin is going to be any, no different. And I agree with you. You know, can he separate? And that's why I said he's got to have that bookmark in the middle. NFL on the left, football on the right. You know, I'm sorry, NFL football on the left bookmark court case on the right he's got to be able to separate he has to no different than anybody else who has anything going on in life whether you broke up with your girlfriend or or you know family members whatever have you we all live a complex life and we've got to be able to separate the two so the thing is if he can't separate the two then you truly have have peeled back another layer of the onion and you may not be able to trust him the way that you think that you could. 
Yeah, and Doc Walker actually mentioned it. You know, I've listened to Doc a lot and D Mitch mm-hmm. because they tell it like it is. Mm-hmm. And he said, as a young man, I don't know if I can trust him to call plays for my defense. You know, he just did mm-hmm. something so boneheaded like that. And I don't want to tr- keep piling on the young man. And I hope that this works out for him. And I really, at this point, I don't care about how he does on the field. I want him to get this settled and handled so it's not a mm-hmm. distraction for everybody else. And I listened to the press conferences today and no one brought it up. No one asked any questions about it. So it's not becoming a distraction, at least that we can see. But it is noticeable when the 19th pick in the draft is sitting on the sideline when you're running goal line, when you've got multiple linebackers in there. Mm-hmm. It is noticeable when that young man should be playing and he's got a guy that is starting over him right now that does not have the talent and the higher ceiling that Jamin has. Because when Jamin knows what he's supposed to do, we saw him wreck shop last year. But he no is doubt. missing important reps. And I need him to get all this stuff taken care of so he can get back out there and get those reps that he desperately needs. Because when he is lost, he's like a deer in headlights. And we've seen that. We, we've seen him go from clay dough to something that's molded. And right now I'm hoping that he's not going back to the doughy aspect of things. So, but like you said, the only way you, you learn is you continue to do. And the, the, the good thing is he's got two years under his belt. And so when the time comes for that play to be called, he knows where he should go. I'm hoping my fingers are crossed that that's the way that it is, but nothing can take away from you from actually doing. Yeah. Reps. I mean, you talk about mental reps, but physical reps actually being out there, there's nothing beats that. And that's really why I wanted to be at camp today was to see how these guys handle the physical reps with pads on. I wanted to see 11 on 11, just guys going at each other. There were almost a couple of fights today with the offensive linemen. I mean, if you guys want to go out to camp, try and time it when they're going to be in pads because they did a couple of sets of 11 on 11, but shockingly enough, the first round of 11 on 11, it was the second team offense versus the first team defense. Wait, wait, wait. So, second team offense. You heard me. So, so what did the first, obviously when the second team is in, that means that the first team did something. So what did the first team do wrong? Oh, first team, they didn't do anything wrong. They were just letting them go first. So, huh. There's a clock in the end zone for those of our listeners that haven't been at camp with a scoreboard that's saying, okay, you know, the timer goes off. They're switching to this next drill, this next part of training camp. Well, it's that next part. They're getting ready for 11 on 11. So I'm sitting up high and I'm just, I'm itching, man. I can't wait to watch some people actually hit. Let's see what we can do. Well, Jacoby Brissett comes out thinking, all right, what's, what's going on here? What's Brissett doing with the ball? Then I realized that it wasn't just Brissett. It was all the second team backups. Because I got worried for a second that Brissett was taking snaps with the ones. That Hmm. wasn't what was happening. The second team O was going against the first team D to see what they could do, I guess, which from my standpoint, didn't really make any sense. This is your first time to get a look at these guys with pads on. Why are you having the first team defense go easy? 
but then they finished the first team offense came on okay guess who came on for the defense first team second team defense came out so they wanted the first team offense and remember iron sharpens iron right fred keeps talking everyone keeps talking about it they wanted their starters to go against the backups and i just i don't get it i don't Hmm. understand what rivera was trying to do other than we've talked about it in the past they have had to ask the defense to slow down so they could install plays. They've had to ask the defense to lay off a little bit so they can get some actual stuff accomplished in practice. Do you think that this is their way of nonchalantly, without asking the defense to calm down, giving the offense a chance to actually do something? Never thought about it like that, but uh, if you can see me, you see my arms are crossed. And uh, I'm not liking it. But then again, I I believe that there's a reason for everything. And right now, I may not be able to put my finger on why they're doing what they're doing. Um, So are they, they're in two days, correct? Or no? The second half of the day is just walkthrough. They're not really hitting and going crazy. Okay. Well, what I was going to say is maybe, just maybe, they don't want the fans to see what they're doing right now. And there's a way that you can do what you what you said to kind of shadow things a little bit. That's what I'm my take. I could be wrong. I've been wrong plenty of times, but I know fans are recording because fans can record, even though they ask you not not to. Right. You're not supposed to. But we know that fans are going to record. They just are. So why am I going to let you actually see what I'm doing because, hey, you could have on a commander's shirt but be for the Buffalo Bills or the Eagles or the Cowboys or, or whomever. So maybe it's just a, a way that they can continue to, you know, camouflage things just a little bit more until the fans aren't can't be around and then break out the plays that they need to break out. So that's what I'm going to say. I hear you. And it it makes sense. I, I think you're giving them too much credit because <laughs> there were they didn't have fans at practice on Monday, right? There, there were no fans there. So have fans at practice on Monday, and then don't have fans at practice on Tuesday for your first day in pads. Rivera said that he wished it was hotter out there so he could see his guys kind of sweat more and go through the reps more. But this is actually what he said about the ones versus the twos during okay. practice today. With, with some of the stuff, you had a lot of the, um, like, second offense with against the number one Ds, first O against the number two D. What's the thought process behind that? Well, because some of those guys may have to play. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, 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 it's good for the, for, the, for the twos to get an opportunity to play against those guys, not just when somebody gets nicked, but as part of a group and as a unit. We wanted to see the guys that were working together go against another group. And so it was something you, you should do when you get out there every now and then. It's just every now and then, too. Well, okay, so how about this? Maybe you maybe you weren't getting the look that you thought that you would need from your ones, so you needed to see how your twos actually would work because somebody may not be cutting the mustard on the ones. You ever think about that? You don't demote an entire group of people. You take that guy out. It's like, I'm, you've seen Drumline, right? Yeah. 
and he challenges the guy at drumline for his spot. Right. And dude loses his spot. Like you, you don't challenge the entire horn section. You challenge that dude at that point. And I don't believe Ron. I think Ron is full of S when it comes to this part because <laughs> they were doing goal line drills, right? His goal line. And it's Jacoby Brissett and the second team versus the first team defense. Brissett was scoring touchdowns against our first team defense. No problem. Our first team offense going against the second team defense, same goal line, stuffed three times in a row, could not go anywhere. And they keep talking about, well, we haven't been doing any run plays because the guys haven't had pads on. You got pads on today. You got to go two yards. It's goal line. You're not going against your first round draft picks. You're not going against your studs. John Allen ain't in there. Deron Payne ain't in there. Granted, Phil Mathis is still a, a beast of a man. Same with Ridgeway and the other guys, but it's still not these. John Allen's what, top 50 in some NFL list that just came out? Mm -hmm. You're going against backups. And your first team offense at the two-yard line could not get in. And when they finally got in, it was a gimmick play that Biennemi called, and it was a shovel pass to Logan Thomas. Mm. It's just oh. alarming. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I believe... Why, what better way to show what you can do, uh, what a younger person can do on the second team going against the first team? Because for the most part, what it tells me is you, you, you've you kind of already got an idea of what your first team can do. But now let me see what my second team can, go, can do against my first team. And if I have a standout on that second team, I can promote them to my first team. That's what it tells me. I mean that—that's what it tells me, bro. I, like I said, I could be wrong, but if you can—if you can go against that—if you can go against that first teamer, and and show and prove, and give me a give me let me let me put a star on your helmet, then I know to look out for you, because at the end of the day, everybody's fighting for that opportunity to become a one. So, mix and match. I th maybe that's a good idea, man. Mix and match and see where you stand. Because you can always rotate out if, if this person doesn't fit the bill the way that you think that they should. Because nothing is guaranteed right now. So let, no, let them I mean, fight it out. I hear that. No, I'd say for the most part, your starters on defense are solidified. I, I don't see anybody taking a spot on defense. Correct. I'm, you know I'm who everyone's going to be. I'm talking about your offensive line, and we've all said that that's a question mark right now. So oh, if if so so if the so if the line if if the two line can stop the one defense, then I got some gems over here who maybe I can plug and play to see maybe I can put them in with the ones and and possibly possibly bring somebody from the ones to the twos because that's the only way you're going to find out is to do things like this the other way is we're gonna we got what 14 days before we play baltimore in the uh joint practice you're gonna find out what you really have going against another color jersey and someone who's not your friend so i i look for that's what i look forward to i, I always tell you man you know and this is gonna be a soccer broken record but i also i always believe that no matter what you're going against your buddy and I'm just not going to go as hard against you as I should. I'll make it look good, but I'm not going to go against you as hard as I need to because I'm not trying to hurt you. But 
give me a, a, a blue jersey or a green jersey. Oh, I'm, I got to go all out then because that person doesn't care about me. They don't. Yeah. No, I got you. And Lake agreed with you when we you asked him that question. For me, I guess it was easier for me to shut it off. Like, okay. You're a competitor. You're trying to take food out of my mouth, my family's mouth. I don't care. You're my boy after the fact, but right now we're enemies. And I got you. Know, you. Ain't nothing personal about it. But <laughs> when the first team offense did get a chance to go against the first team defense, and granted, this is just a small sample of what happened. First play, fumble. Second play, sack. Third play, incompletion. Fourth play, he hit Logan Thomas in the middle, got a couple yards. Fifth play, another incompletion down the sideline to Terry. Off the field. And it's just one day in practice. Yeah. I get it. Don't hang your but head on it. They're struggling against the, the second team defense. Then they get a chance to, you know, prove themselves against the big boys. They ain't going to do any better. And that's just what scares me a little bit because everybody is putting all of this on Sam Howe. And I just think it's not fair because no one is really, the offensive line's not sexy, but this team made it sexy. That's how we won our championships. But no one is really outside of here nationally talking about this offensive line. And that's really what concerns me and what I'm going to constantly go back on. You talk about sound like a broken record. This offensive line terrifies me right now because they could not perform against the twos in goal line. They could not perform against the twos in 11 on 11. They have pads on. So what's the excuse today? And they damn sure didn't do a good job against the ones. And it's the first day. So I'm going to go back to camp tomorrow they're going to okay. be in full pads tomorrow. And I want to see Sam Cosby punch somebody in the mouth. We don't have that badass on the offense that's going to talk ass like Chase does on defense. And I feel that we kind of need that energy. And that offense is just a bunch of good dudes. They're like, oh, it's okay. Yeah, don't worry. You can tackle me. We need some just beasts in there, man. And you I don't saying we don't have any dogs? You saying we don't nah, have any dogs, Ted? Not at all, really? man. Oh man. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe they just haven't brought the dog out of them yet. I, I think that any NFL player is a dog. You just got to get it out of them. And right now they haven't got it out of them yet. Now, when is it going to happen? I I don't know, but, but everybody on the team should be some sort of a dog, bro. So uh, just give it time, man. Give it time. What did, what did Denzel say? It's like Novocaine. Give it time. It'll work. And we've got time. We, 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 we do have time. There is time, but the clock is ticking. My, my concern is, are they a chihuahua barking up <laughs> against a pit bull and John Allen? Or, you know, are they somewhat comparable size? Because, yes, I, I get it, man. It's, it's early. But Sam Cosme still, he's getting beat by Deron Payne. And Deron is one of the best in the league. Right. But the problem is that offensive line, we, we talked about it last year Four rushing as one as a defensive line, that offensive line has to be in sync. They have to block as one, if you will. If Sam has to pass someone off, 
then they've got to know and have that synchronization between each other. And I'm just not seeing it yet. It is what day five. I don't even know what day it is camp wise. So it's really early. Yeah. But they only get nine days. I think of pads. That's the other part that concerns me. Here's the other thing, Ted, that we've, we've, that we've got to calm down on. We forget that the defense has an advantage because they already know what, when they go to a certain scheme, they have an idea what they're going to be running because they've been going up against them since April with mini camp. So, uh, so, so I disagree yeah, a man. little bit in this. With, uh, well, you, you can disagree, but truth is truth. truth 11 is truth. on 11s, they, the defense did not know what they were doing. The 11 on 11s, they did not know. I, I, I disagree, bro. They, they, they've seen it enough to know. Now, once once we get we go against somebody else who doesn't know what we're doing, then I'll be able to say yay or nay. But right now, man, they they're all in the same room. They've been running these same schemes. Even if they're just standing up doing nothing as a body, they know where the play should go. So they have an advantage. They just do. So 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 let's calm down a little bit. All right. I get you on the calm down. It's early. But there was also another drill, nine versus seven. Nine okay. offensive guys versus seven defensive guys. And they were all run plays. Every single one of them was a run. So, yes, the defense knew what was coming, knew what was happening. Mm-hmm. You're, you're still outnumbering them, and you're getting stuffed. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's just – I, I, I tried. To see more. I, tried. I, tried. I just want to see more, man. That's all. All right. Because well, the enemy so- can scheme up some stuff. He can definitely do that. But the problem is you don't see anything in preseason anymore, man. No, it's all vanilla. The starters don't play. Not even the vanilla stuff. You just don't get reps. And there's one less game now. So, yes, I'm, I'm jealous that you're going to be in Baltimore for that actual practice up there. Hopefully it works out. Because And I'm going to – go ahead. I want to see – well, I want to hear from you. Yeah. How did our ones look? against them because i'm telling you right now john harbaugh ain't gonna put his twos in against our ones no he's gonna he's gonna go full board the way we're the way you're supposed to and i'm gonna be taking copious notes because i want to be able to report back to our fans as well as you what i saw and and i told all the reporters everybody always asked me well how do you think we're gonna do this year i said it's too soon to tell once we put the pads on and go against another team I'll be able to let you know and come back to me and ask me that same question. So the 15th, 16th, 17th, somewhere in that area, be prepared. I'm looking forward to it, man, because there's there's always an excuse we've been giving them. They're going against these just alpha dogs in John Allen and Duran and Tez and Chase. You know, what do you expect them to do, right? Oh, well, they don't have pads on. What do you expect them to do? We're just constantly making excuses and I am tired of excuses. I want to see results yeah. just as a fan and just from everyone else that's trying to feed us this crap. Fred, iron sharpens iron. I tweeted out earlier, our first team D is a Ginsu knife. That offense is a plastic spoon right now. And oh you can cut with a plastic spoon, but it's going to be damn hard to actually finish that steak. Mm. Well, I'm hoping that uh, it's the sharpest plastic 
knife <laughs> in the bunch. All right. I'll, 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 I'll even bit. give him a spork. All right. The offense is a plastic oh my, spork right now. Oh my gosh. Not a spork. But anyway, hey, that's going to do it for this week's episode of DMV Mess Hall. If you're tired, order some Don't Sleep Energy Drink. Put in DMV Mess Hall for the code to get your 10% off. Make yourself happy. And uh, remember, guys, you rep it hard or you don't rep it at all. Rally Caps and Tailgate Ted. And we're going to be gone for another episode. Peace. <laughs>